Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can connect with us online at faithpeshtigo.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Faith Church Peshtigo. Today's podcast features a conversation between Pastor Jay and Pastor Robbie talking about the sermon from June 21st, 2020. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Faith Church podcast, episode 26, which is kind of throwing me off right now because... We were the odd number podcasts on the the Tuesday one, but then we didn't have one last Thursday, so now we're thrown off. We are ever so slightly thrown off. I'm completely thrown off. But we're going to pick it up, start fresh. I don't think I can... And here it comes. I don't know if I can regroup it. We're coming on like game gangbusters. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that the intro? I think so. Okay. I'm Jay, by the way. And I am Robbie. We're glad that you guys are tuning in. Yeah. So we had a really exciting weekend this past weekend where we all got together to worship here in person. It was so good. It was so good to actually see faces and not blank seats or even printouts of faces. Yeah. It was like real live people. I'd forgotten what that was like. I know that shouldn't, that shouldn't feel like such a big deal, but it has been such a weird season the last few months, but it was so good to be able to gather for those of you who were able to, um, participate by streaming online. We were glad that you were with us in spirit as well. Yeah. I just, I was so thrown off and so out of sorts. I didn't even welcome anybody. I didn't introduce myself. I did not give anybody any pertinent information. I just wandered up there and started, started preaching. Just started preaching. I just wandered, and I felt like I was wandering out of the crowd. Like I was just wandering up there. Like some guy just, just some dude some grabbed dude a Bible, just, walked right. up, and picked up the microphone. That's what it felt like. And I think I think of anybody that was new with us, and there we had some new people there on Sunday. I wonder if that's what they thought. Like, who's this guy? Oh, he's not going to tell us. <laughs> Evidently, just, anybody they, can grab the right. microphone in this joint. <laughs> Is it my turn next? Um, so yeah, that was that was really strange. It was it was strange, but it was so good. The the only thing that was so disappointing was when I said good morning and got three people responding to that. Crickets, man, crickets. They were so they for so long. They've probably not been responding at home. Well, they were probably a little out of sorts too. Like it was, yeah. we were all kind of getting used to being together again. So just like you forgot to do announcements, they forgot to reply to your greeting. I I just, but it, it, it made me a little sad, you know? Yeah. I've been waiting for three months for that. I've been waiting for three months for, for that a good IG. morning. Hmm. Also, I didn't, I did not say anything about Father's Day, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> and you did the call to worship and you also didn't mention Father's Day. That is true. That is true. The blame falls on us both equally. Yeah. In that, in that neglect. More you though, because... I feel better about that than Mother's Day, because at least like I'm the yes. one who is wounded by not getting a, a Father's Day congratulation. Like, yeah, I would feel worse if it was, or more, even more responsible if it were a Mother's Day fail. Well, yeah, because nobody could be anybody who's bummed by that of us forgetting Father's Day would be in the same boat as us. Correct. But if you did on Mother's Day, that is a different, different thing we'd, altogether. We'd receive strongly worded letters. Yes. And yeah, I would have gotten immediate feedback. I probably would have been reminded during the actual time and I probably could have corrected it mid service. Oh, that's true. But yeah, Father's Day went by without nary a mention, nary a word. 
So we apologize for that. And happy belated Father's Day to all of the fathers listening. We hope, nevertheless, you did feel appreciated and that you had a good day yeah. of doing what makes you feel loved and appreciated. Did you do that? I did. Yeah, I had a great day. What happened? You want to share any of that? Well, I'm trying to give Robbie's, people what they want. Robbie's people... great day is not really exciting podcast fodder because Robbie doing what he likes means I, I got to do as little as possible. So that meant I got to do some reading. I got to do some snuggling with my kids and my wife. They got me a very thoughtful gift. I have, I don't need anything more than what I have. I'm trying to get rid of stuff. And so my family got super creative and they took something that I already have and personalized it to make it even more special. So I have like these pocket handkerchiefs that I always carry with me and they took them and like each one picked a certain thing that they like, like brand, like, like stamped on the handkerchief. So it was like the perfect, like they didn't buy a new object to that. I have to figure out where to put it, but they made something that I already had even more special. So I love that. That was awesome. That's, that's similar to my kids gave me uh, a half-eaten bag of tortilla chips. Super thoughtful. Yeah. Super thoughtful. Said, here, Dad, you can have the rest of these. So nice. So that was like rebranding like the... It totally is. Yeah, basically something that's in thing. there. That's, uh, that's fascinating. I, um, that's not what my day looks like, but... Well, I, we're wired a little differently. Well, we are, but then I, I ended up on a Zoom call with my in-laws, which... Oh, I love my in-laws. Like I really have maybe the best in-laws ever. They're fantastic. Um, Zoom calls are not my favorite thing at this no. point. And so um, there's definitely, there's a part of me that was thinking, oh, I sure would like to be taking a nap right now. <laughs> I think I'm safe because I don't think any of them listen to this podcast. But even if they do, they would know how much I love them and adore them and would love to be hanging out with them in person. Really, Zoom is the problem here. Zoom is definitely the problem. Zoom and the fact that my children can't last for more than three minutes on a Zoom call before they're <laughs> like, can I get can I get out of here? And they're muting the microphone, like subtly reaching up and muting the microphone <laughs> and then talking out of the corner of their mouth as if people can't see that they're doing that. That's the part that I'm like, you do realize you're not being as... Unless you black out the camera, I can still see. Right. They haven't figured it out. I just do the slightly go off camera because there's a whole group of us. So it's not as noticeable. It just looks like I just swayed, adjusted out of the camera. And then I yell at my children. It's a a good technique. (laughs) (laughs) That was my father's day. It's great. No. Slowly slide out a picture, mute the camera, and then yeah. start bellowing. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't sound like you. Yeah. You just know. Um, so, yeah, that was Father's Day. And so, speaking of Father's Day, though, we then, did we mention that we got together on Sunday to worship? That's right. We did. Yeah. That, that was pretty special. I, I got to say that this is by far the most chaotic first several minutes of our podcast <laughs> ever. I, if, if you're still listening to this... Oh my goodness. You are, you're in, you, you are so committed. You're, you're so committed. You're still in. Or they're minute. driving and they can't so. change it. It's one of those things where they're, they dropped the phone and now they it's can't reach for it. It's for the Bluetooth. It. Yeah. It's through, going through the Bluetooth speakers and they're like, ah, now I'm stuck. I made my choice. You made your choice. If you're, if you're in that situation, you can't change to a different That's podcast. Right. You made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. Right, so that. we'll try to we'll, we'll try to pick it up a little bit so that it's actually valuable. So we uh, I, I preached on uh, revival 
Kind of. Yeah. I kind of preached on revival. It was really more about the love of Christ and how it's the preparation for the foundation of revival. Right? Right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. All right. Well, glad you guys listened. And Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Without Kristoff, this is... He's... Okay, so well, I'll, how about would it, would it help if I ask a question? I don't know, Robbie. I don't know if anything can help me right now. I'm going to fire a question at you. Okay. We'll see where it goes. I'm going to have to turn to start singing again. So you got a lot of feedback about that. You you have gotten some feedback about that today. Okay. The, no, not today. At, at I'm talking point, about the the song for your confession. To oh, that was that good. Time. I thought I thought you were mentioning all the the early '90s pop songs that you were serenading the staff with during staff meeting. But that'll be for another podcast. But that was pretty awesome. But in my defense, there were requests coming in. It wasn't me just coming up with them. Were there? Yeah. Jeff was giving requests. He would say, he would, he would always say a line of a song and then I would try to run with it. So anyway. Agree to disagree. Okay. Uh, so my question is in, in the message you, you mentioned, uh, that we, we don't often pray asking God to make our life harder so that we could experience more of him to which there were a great many amens and head nods in agreement that that is not something that we pray um uh, can you unpack that a little bit more like do you think we should get to a place where we're praying that or do you think that that's silly to ever like i I just think that's there's opportunity to expand on that idea a little bit yeah that's tricky because i i've said before that while suffering is a key component of the Christian life and obvious, arguably that is where God does most of his work in our lives. That doesn't mean that as Christians, we're supposed to be praying to suffer. Like I don't, I don't wake up in the morning and say, God, um, let me suffer today. So I'm not necessarily saying that, but what I am saying is that if I'm going to pray that God would do his work, then that's incorporated. It's, it's saying, um, God, by whatever means necessary, do whatever, do whatever you would so that you could bring about revival in this case. And, and I, I do so knowing that that is a scary prayer, knowing that because this is the way that God often works, that he's going to probably like, he's most likely going to place me in hard situations to be able to demonstrate his, his worthiness. Um, and, and that's really kind of indirectly than what I'm praying for. And, um, I just think about how often, so it's really not so much about, do I pray, uh, do I pray for hard things to happen or am I praying most that the kingdom would be on display in my life, knowing full well that there's a lot of different ways that that mm-hmm. is going to happen, mm-hmm. including some really hard things. And I, I, I think, I think where that plays out in, in my life and what I wish I would have maybe brought it full circle back to is the idea that it's not that we'll ever get to a place where we're going to wake up and say, you know, um, make me suffer today, but we can get to a place where we say, whatever your will is. And, and, and that we can meet those trials with joy, knowing how he works through them. And so I was just making the argument that if we want to be, if we want to have revival, then we have to be willing to be thrown into these situations. And if, 
if we're going to be able to handle that, we're going to be rooted and grounded in Christ's love. And so looking at Paul's prayer and, and showing, trying to demonstrate how being rooted in this, the love of Christ and being just so consumed by that, that that actually puts me in a place where um, I can welcome anything that comes Mm -hmm. from my father, because I know that it's a gift. I know that it's for his glory. I know that it is ultimately for my joy, that he's going to work all those things together for good. And, and so I'm, I'm prepared for that and can handle that. And I think that's where Paul is when he says he's, he can be content in all circumstances that he boasts in his weaknesses, that he is thankful for his imprisonment, that he, you know, all these different things that you read and you say, well, how is it possible that somebody could say that? And I think Paul would argue that it's because he is rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. Hmm. How's that? I think that's super helpful. I, I'm, I'm reminded of just a few weeks ago when we were going through the Lord's prayer, there's that idea of your will be done, that, yeah. that, that willingness to accept, as you said, not praying, God, make things miserable for me, but, but saying that the end that I want, if the end that we want is that God would bring revival, that I would, I would understand that inherent in that is, is that it would happen on his terms, not mine. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing if I truly want that, then if I want his will to be done in that, then I'd be willing to accept by, by whatever means he deems most fruitful. Um, and I know, I know for me, the struggle can be, but I want it to take this certain path, uh, either because I, I want to feel like I have some control over that or because that's a much more comfortable path. Um, oftentimes we can even think if the path is uncomfortable, oh, well, that must not be God's will. Like that's what I use to determine whether it is or isn't instead of understanding what we see in scripture over and over again. And what we experience in our own lives over and over again is how often it is those difficult situations. And, and, and what we see in church history in terms of revival, often it is at the worst of situations that Mm -hmm. like that, that if I'm praying that God would bring revival, that there's a chance that what I'm asking is that God, please make things worse before it gets better because Mm -hmm. sometimes it has to reach a certain point, um, before, before the, you know, you, you, you reach rock bottom in a sense. And then, and the spirit has its way. We're willing to let the spirit have its way in what he's trying to accomplish. Um, I found that helpful. Hopefully the listeners do too. Yeah. And I think that what's, What's important in that from a day-to-day perspective is because um, you're right. Things when revivals have happened in church history, they happen in in the darker times. I mean, that's that's why there needs to be revival, and that's why it's so striking. It's it's a revival because it's so it, it's like if someone's in a coma and they wake up, they don't have to be very energetic for that to be a very stark contrast. It's because you were basically dead, and then showed signs of life and that's a big deal. Whereas yeah. like on an, if things are going really well in the church, you wouldn't notice, you know, all of those things as much, but I think, and so I, I just want us to see those opportunities. I really, what I keep hoping and praying for our church and, and for me in my own life is to see the things that I used to complain about. I used to feel like was maybe a sign that it wasn't God's will or a sign of just, um, things going wrong that I start to see it as an opportunity and realize what an opportunity I have in that moment. Hmm. And I've, I've shared this before that I, I've gotten to a place. I wish that this was true in all of the areas of my life, but it is decidedly not. 
But one area where I've seen this happen is that I, I genuinely get excited when I receive poor service at a restaurant or at a store. And I've meant, I've used this before in sermon illustrations, but I've gotten to a place where, um, I, it's like Pavlov's dog where it's just, I, I get treated poorly. And there's my initial, my response is excitement because so often in the midst of that, I've had the opportunity to share the gospel, um, that I just get excited. I'm already thinking about like that. So when, when the server, um, when they mess up our order and, and everything takes, you know, 45 minutes longer or whatever, I just am excited because I know this is an opportunity to show um, a kindness and a, a graciousness and a love that's not typical in the world, but is Christ. Hmm. And hmm. Um, and so I would love, I mean, just imagine if our church, if we saw that, if every time someone wronged us or offended us, that we we were so conditioned to be excited about what God is going to do through it, that, that it overwhelmed the the offense mm, or anything like yeah. it just, um, not like I said, that's not in every area of my life. Anybody, any of the parents who have seen me coach a basketball game understand that I am not always receiving, uh, those trials as, uh, as opportunities to display the love of Christ. Um, certainly my children would say that I do not always receive every opportunity like that as an opportunity to display the love of Christ though, by the grace of God, I'm growing in that. And, um, uh, but it's, I'm still a long ways off, but it's, yeah. it's in that one particular area. I really like that idea of being conditioned to that response for, for right. those of you who are not huge fans of psych psychological studies. Pa Pavlov did a, is a guy who did a, an experiment where every time he fed a dog, he rang a little bell and then it got to the point where anytime he would just ring the bell, the dog would start drooling because it's anticipating and made the, this connection from the sound of the bell to food. So like that idea, I love, I love that parallel. I love that idea of, of you have that interaction and I start drooling and you start having the, the Which is spiritual awkward. equivalent of drooling. Oh yeah. The, uh, the equivalent, yes. just that, that sense of like, uh, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Right. And and for that thing that you're expecting is not, oh, it's going to be conflict, but I know what's coming and it's the potential that Jesus might be doing something in this moment. I, I love that, that kind of association. Um, and that takes, that, that takes a, 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 it starts with intentionality and then it gets to a point where, um, where then it becomes second nature and, and you get to that place where now it's just kind of your response. Right. Um, I, I love that. Yeah, it does need to be intentional at first. It, it's not like it just happens. You don't just, you know, it's not going to just magically, I'm going to start reacting in that way. It, it's only after, you know, like the Pavlov's dog parallel, that wouldn't have worked if he'd just been fed a couple of times. Right. Or it's the fact that it, it's so long that, that, that so many times that you're just so conditioned that this is what happens when these things happen. And, uh, and so you have to, by faith walk in, in trusting God in the midst of that. So for me, um, it did start as an intentional, okay, this, this thing is taking way longer or they, they, you know, let me down in some way. And so it's this intentional, okay, God, I know, I know that I am supposed to be gracious and kind and humble right now. And, and, and so I'm going to, by faith, I'm going to 
function in that way and and fight to listen to the voice of the spirit and to follow the spirit in this uh, and then seeing the fruit from that, the more fruit you see from that, the more exciting it becomes um, to the point where, yeah, then you're, then you're effectively conditioned. And I think that's a lot of, it's a lot of the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. It's starting out by just saying, I, I'm going to function in this way that is not how I feel, but by faith that when God says it's better to respond this way, it's better to love your enemy. It's better to pray for those who persecute you. It's better to seek the lower seat. It's better to do like that. I'm, even though my flesh is saying, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm grabbing onto the spirit and following the spirit in that and saying, okay, I'm going to trust you that this is better. And then the reward for that faith is that, that intimacy with God and that trusting him and seeing him do other things. And, and, and so after doing that, it becomes, I mean, literally second nature. It becomes the spirit, the nature of the spirit in you that ends up being the louder voice. Hmm. Whereas when it starts out, it's the spirit isn't the louder voice. And we often give up really easily in that and just say, well, that's, that's too hard. It's just, it's just easier to be offended. It's easier to be angry. It's easier to be impatient. It's easier to complain. Like those things are just, it's kind of like the old thing of like, it's easier to frown than to smile or it takes fewer muscles to frown than to smile. Right. Um, I feel the same way for the Christian. It's just easier to listen to the voice of the, f- of the flesh inside. Um, but it's not better. Hmm. So when, so when we are talking about this and saying the, what, what we hope is coming out of this ultimately is revival, that God would revive his church. Do you, do you see revival as, something something new something pushing forward or something that that is going back to something that previously was because i think there there's there's different views of revival means we go back to this previous time when it looked like such and such or is revival something that 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 god infuses something uh that is that is different and and moving forward in in a new way not a new way, like right. a new covenant, but like yes. in a new way, like, uh, it doesn't look like it did 50 years ago, but it, yeah. but it certainly doesn't look like it does right now. I, I think it's both. I think it's, I think revival is a, an awakening of something that had fallen asleep in a new and fresh way and not in a completely new way, but it's, it's like, it's, it, I think it's the, the constant process of renewal. It's like miniature versions of renewal which if you think about it that's what heaven that's what eternity will be like it will just continue to expand it's ever it's not like heaven is not just this place that we arrive at and it's just that's what it is like we we have no reason to believe that god won't continue to create and do all the things that that he has always done and um and so i think every revival that we've seen have it has they have elements of remembering um things that have always been true and then it manifesting itself in a like new life is breathed into those things yeah it's like new life is yeah so it's not it's not ever like a brand new revelation um it's it's a reawakening in a fresh way to an old truth Hmm. how that I like that a lot because it's it, it's I think it's important for us to remember 
like if we're looking back on, oh, I wish I could go back to the way it was yeah. before. Well, hopefully there are aspects that I have, in ways that I have matured since then, ways that I have changed since then, circumstances in the world around us are different. Hopefully God has accomplished some things in the meantime. So I don't really want to reverse and go back to something previous. However, we want to be able to like grab hold of the things that were beautiful and eternal back then that we've maybe maybe allowed to slip to the periphery and bring those back to the forefront and and then view them and and engage in them in with with new energy and in in these new circumstances that makes sense yeah i mean yeah because the danger is and i mentioned this on sunday but the danger is that when we think when we attribute revival to these certain ways that it has happened in the past then we start to manufacture those ways again we try to manufacture those things and you just can't it doesn't work that way. Like the, when, whenever God is awakening his people, he does it by reminding them of who he is. And so there's a, it's not a, it's not a like, let's go back. You know, the God's people never say we should, they never say when they're being faithful to God, we should go back to Egypt so you can take us through the Red Sea again. Right. That was a one-time event that happened, but they remember that he did that and that spurs them on to something else. And so it is good for us to look back and see different things that God has done in the past as a way of carrying us for reminding us of who he is and his endless creativity and going forward from that. But if we, if we just looked back and said, well, you know, things were great when these things were in place. So now we just need to put those things in place again. Well, that's, that's not the point of revival. Um, that would, that would be like saying, okay, let's go back to Egypt and then let's see if we can get, go across the Red Sea again, because mm. that will, mm. yeah. that, that was this great thing. Well, yeah, that was a great thing. We still sing about that thing. That's amazing. Right. But none of us are going over there and saying like, okay, let's, let's serve as slaves for hundreds of years so that we can right walk across the sea. I accept your definition of revival. <laughs> that, was, that, was so, I like that. that was such an uncomfortable, like. Felt like you're you waiting for a rebuttal. I was, I don't know what I was waiting for. Something. Oh, I think I was like, something ain't right. That's helpful. Hopefully, in my opinion, I think we redeemed the first seven minutes of this podcast. I hope, I hope our listeners. I'm afraid that that was longer than seven minutes. That, that was painful. We should almost cut it off. <laughs> if we, if you are listening to this and you're like, what are you talking about? There was no first seven minutes that you're talking about. That means that Christoph said, nope. Nope. It was edited. We're, we're not, we're not having that in there. Which we didn't even talk about Sunday morning, why we did Sunday morning the way that we did it, which is We can we can close with that because we'll we'll likely be doing next Sunday morning yeah. the same way. So let's let's wrap up with what people can expect for uh why for don't the you foreseeable explain, future. Why don't you explain why we chose because for right now our plan is to gather outside the way that we did on Sunday. We don't know how long that'll last, but that's just the phase we're in right now. And, you know, we're obviously working back towards the next phase will likely be that we're gathering in the building, but we made the decision intentionally to have this be the next phase. Do you want to explain what went into that? If I can do it concisely, which is not always my strong suit, I most, most simply it's leadership, pastors, staff, elders, looking at the, the current situation and all the uncertainty and realizing that our our congregation, this family, holds a lot of different opinions about how 
serious this is, how serious it isn't, um, how we, we have a wide range of risk factors. Like, so, so people who are, uh, for whom it would be very serious if they did, um, if they did contract COVID. And so wanting as many people to participate as possible while also, um, trying to care well and, and not ask any of our congregants to, to come into a situation that could potentially be, um, unsafe for them. We, we landed on, on meeting outside because, um, uh, after literally calling the, the county health department and, and asking for some advice, um, they affirmed that that was certainly better, safer than being inside, which we were encouraged by. Um, and just the feedback we've gotten, um, we, there were certainly more people that felt comfortable attending in person in that environment than would have if we had been inside. And so um, if we're going to gather, we want to make that possible for as many people that are a part of this family as we can. Um, and ultimately, it just doesn't feel like that much of a sacrifice to worship outside in creation, which if we lived in Southern California, I would advocate for doing every single Sunday forever. We don't, no. and nobody wants to have service outside in Northeast Wisconsin in February, um, but it's not February right now, and it actually is pretty nice outside, so uh, it's kind of awesome. Um, we always get a great turnout, and people are always excited about our service in the park that we do every year, and so this just means we get to do that um, and just enjoy worshiping the God of creation in his, in the sanctuary that mm -hmm. he built himself. Yeah. And I, I think that the big thing for me that was so encouraging, which the logistics were pulled off wonderfully, Je the Jeffs, the fighting Jeffs, not because they fight with each other, but because they're, I don't know, I'm picturing the Notre Dame fighting Irish <laughs> logo with Jeff Bauer. Anyway, uh, they worked really hard to get all of those logistics planned out. And, um, and I think that went really well, but what I was so encouraged by were, was that people felt comfortable lingering after the service. Yeah. That's a big deal. And, and that just would not, it wouldn't have been possible inside because inside we would have had to first service. We'd had to get them out so that the next group can come in. We'd have to have enough time to be able to wipe down some things and, and do all the stuff that we would need to do inside. And so, um, that's the part that for me just kind of pushes it over right now. I, I know eventually we're going to, have to figure that out, but right now, um, what people have been really missing is being together and yeah. it's not just about listening to the sermon. It's about being together. And so I was really encouraged by that and I'm excited about what God is going to do with that. And, and that just goes back to the idea that he has pulled for whatever reason and for however long he has broken the patterns of the of the American church and of our church right now and, and church across the world, um, we've been thrown out of our comfort zone. Our rhythms have been all interrupted. And so I just, I just want us to embrace that because I really do believe that God is, is stirring and is going to do something really incredible. And I want us to be, I don't want us to be wishing for things to go back to the way they were and missing what he has for us mm -hmm. in this. And so we're just going to keep going step by step. And when it's time to come back in the building, we'll come back in the building and, you know, do whatever God calls us to do in that. But in the meantime, I just want to be ready and just be, you know, open to, to what he is doing. And right now him interrupting our normal rhythms has seemed like a really, it's been a really good thing yeah. for a lot of people.
So I agree. And if you are in the crew that is uh, still not able or comfortable with gathering in person, we will continue to stream the service. Yes. Um, because we want you to be able to participate on whatever level you're able. And um, we'll do a better job. We realize after the fact we did not acknowledge. So we will acknowledge that you are watching next next time. I didn't do anything, man. I didn't. I, I didn't even acknowledge the people who were there were there, except for when they didn't say <laughs> good morning. I realized the only the only thing I did was get bummed at them for not saying good morning. So so if you were watching, we were glad that you were I there really as well. Was... We also hope that you had a good Father's Day. Uh, maybe that was your Father's Day present that you didn't have to sit out in the sun. Um, but hopefully. Uh, Hopefully we will we will see you again on Sunday. And uh, again, for those of you who aren't able to join, um, we, we will be streaming uh, again at 9.30 a.m. And uh, we want to hear from you guys. If you guys have questions, if you guys have uh, feedback on, uh, on service or sermons or anything like that, we want to continue to hear from you guys. Or 90s song requests. Or 90s song requests, which Jay will incorporate into future podcasts. You're welcome.